You get 2,000 and you get 2,000 and you get 2,000. This is the only way not inventory. This is the only way mm -hmm. we're getting out of this mess. First of all, if you're buying a new house because you can't stand your wife, you've got, bigger pro <laughs> you've got bigger problems because one, you need to work on your marriage and two, buying a new house does not mean you see your wife any less. Yes, but you don't buy investment real estate in Vancouver for cash flow. You buy it for <clears throat> capital appreciation. I hate that comment. Which is a stupid comment. It played a large part in it. Not it the only part. The part. No, incorrect. The part. Incorrect. <laughs> Are you ready? Me and Al have been sitting here wasting time. Look at that. Sweet, look at that spear rod. Yeah. Are you goddamn ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You're too busy here looking at whale rods. Three narwhal populations in Greenland are currently at risk of going extinct between 2025 and 2028. So I have a very small window. It's brutal. Yeah. I blame the Russians. Okay. When in Rome. Yeah. Are we done? Are we good? You're on, a, you're on a tangent, so I'm just gonna let you roll. Go, roll okay. us into it. Welcome everybody back again to the Sharp Stories. It's March 23rd, Jay. And dare I say it. It is. Those are my notes, don't say that. There's some chicken scratch here, which looks like hieroglyphics, so I know it's yours. I was educated You've at the finest West Side schools, I'll have you know. That right there is what the finest You're calligraphy entire of West story Side schools. No, because nobody can read it to even understand. Wow. It might as well be algebra. Anyway. Um, algebra. That's one thing I don't know, algebra. <clears throat> some, uh, N equals BC squared and bed mass and stuff like that comes really important during this tax season. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about what interest rates and the investment side of things. Yeah, what was the other thing you wanted to talk about? Um, we're going to save that for another time, oil. Oh, we are? We're going to save that for another time because uh, there's a couple of points that I want to bring up and get your thoughts on. So as you're the one who's done... Let's split it up. The research, if it can be called Mortgage.ca, you may not be I'm one of the finest, uh, if not the finest. Casey Archibald, Ziva Mortgages. That's where this information is coming to us from today. From the source. So, why don't you give us a bit of an insight into what you've got there, Jay? So, the details today are the rates. The rates are finally going up. Yep, so... And I say finally because this is the only way not inventory. This is the only way mm -hmm. we're getting out of this mess. Okay. Mess that everyone's complaining about. The hot housing market. Multiple hot offers. Hot housing market. Um, inventory is not going to be any sort of resolve to this because there's too many layers of bureaucracy to get inventory to market. It's way too slow. It's way too expensive, yada, yada, yada. All bringing inventory to market is going to do is shrink units further and try and get them out to get them sold. So okay. that is a losing strategy, I'm going to say. Um, we so got just to clarify, though, we are talking about rates going up beyond the 0.25 that we were speaking about the last few weeks ago. 
beyond, yes. Okay. So um, we got into this mess, as you know, COVID brought rates right down and the cheap money is what brought the market to where we are today. It, it, it played a large part in it, not it the only part. The part. No, incorrect. The part. Incorrect. <laughs> Enlighten me. As I always do. Uh, the fact that people were at home, who were, they weren't able to go outside, so not able to spend this disposable income. People have never been sat on more amounts of cash. And I think I'm pretty safe in saying, I think the biggest problem for people is gathering the amount of funds needed for a deposit. So they were yeah. sat on cash because they weren't able to spend it. Justin Trudeau was given 2000 a month to anyone who would like even slightly raise their hand. Um, Did you see that report where he sent like a billion or something worth of CERB, not a billion, a whole bunch of millions, uh, overseas to Canadians abroad as well? Uh, why not? You get 2,000 and you get 2,000 and you get 2,000. Yep. Um, and because of that, and as well as people not out there spending, they were just sat on cash when they had never been before. So then you couple that with interest rates being so low and then stress tests, et cetera, never been better to overachieve. Um, the money has never been so cheap when it's already pretty cheap considering in Canada. Those together, sir, made this fire that we have today, like hand to glove. So not the only reason. Okay. And then, and then, of course, there's demand. There's the demand for Detached housing for more space as well. That's bullshit. It's that is five percent. No, fact. No, that's five percent. Fact. Ninety-five percent of the reason is rates. The demand is, I'd also argue, at least eighty percent driven by what the kids are calling FOMO. Okay. I've been in the house too long. I can't stand my wife. I can't stand my kids. I need an extra thousand square feet. Bullshit. First of all, if you're buying a new house because you can't stand your wife, you've got, bigger <laughs> you've got bigger problems because one, you need to work on your marriage and two, buying a new house does not mean you see your wife any less. That's why that narrative is false. <clears throat> anyway. I'm just going to run with this and assume the rates well. went down to the floor, which is the 95% reason that the market took off the way it did. I'll give you 5% for those little tidbits. But what I wanted to talk about here with said scratch from Casey Archibald of Zico Marges is how quickly now rates are moving up. Okay. So um, prime rate now is 2.7 prime rate from the banks. Now the variable is obviously based off of prime um, and then there's obviously fixed and variable. So as of October, November, fixed five year was 2.09 you could get. Mm -hmm. Now fixed is 3.6. Well, so that's a big jump. Um, and apparently in early April, like first week of April, that's expected to jump again, either another point two so next week? Point five. Uh, no, next two weeks. Oh, no, it's not. It was 23.7, yes, yeah, so first week of April, so two weeks. Um, so potentially another 0.25 or 0.5, they're expecting. Okay. There's also rumor that investment, pro I don't remember if we talked about this last week, but that investment property purchases, down payments are gonna, we did talk about this last week, 
uh, are potentially going to jump up to 35% down mandatory. Another avenue, I'm guessing, of them trying to curb investment demand. Remember when they came out and said they didn't want to harm mom and pop investors? Oh, God forbid. Yeah, so just a bunch of lie. bullshit from there. So October, November, you were at 2.09. Today, you're at 3.6, five-year fixed. Variable um, January, uh, you were looking at prime minus 1.2, which put you at about 1.57. And now you're at prime minus 0.5, which puts you at 265. 2.65. Over percentage, yeah. Yeah, so rates have quickly, when was that 0.25% increase Bank of Canada, two weeks ago? Two, three weeks ago. So it since was early then, March. yeah, it has quickly picked up and in the mortgage broker circles that we are tapped into, um, these details again from mortgagegay.ca, Casey Archibald. Is that not tell him? or everyone else, the middle name, Zuh. Plural middle names, that's a whole other story for another day. Is that domain name actually connected? That's what I want to know, I've never actually tried it. I'll try that after. Um, that rates have clearly begun as just outlined and are expected to go higher. So if you're waiting on the fence, not that we're trying to push anyone to do anything, getting a pre-approval doesn't cost you anything and gives you 90 to 120 days uh, to use said held rate. Uh, everyone I'm talking to is kind of screaming at the top of their lungs, lock in because it will go up more soon. Well, and I think, yeah, to your point, that's a conversation we're having regularly with people. And I think it seems so basic, but rather than we're gonna come out with a 0.5 announcement for whatever sort of reason, they seem to feel that it's more comfortable with coming out with periodic, regular periods of 0.25. It's less hysteria, less panic. Um, so like obviously the big thing that went around last time was hysteria. It went up 2.5 or went up 25%. My God, you're annoying me now. Went up 0.25%. The word is hysteria <coughs> that you used earlier. Really well. um, and that would only equate to an extra 12 bucks a month for every 100,000 of your mortgage. And so people look at that and they're like, oh, that's not too bad. But then when you start seeing these other numbers and how much they do change and then how quickly they do move up, the game starts changing. And but unfortunately, we start leading to points now where like I've called, where there are such variations and such changes, that's really gonna put a lot of people, particularly on the variable side, at a really troubling point. So it's even more important to get that pre-approval because it's not always just a straight up 0.25% increase. The 0.25, as I was gonna say, is Bank of Canada increase. Yeah. That's what costs the bank more, 0.25 more. Mm -hmm. The banks will do whatever the hell they wanna do. There we go. On the ground level. So the 17 or whatever the hell that, that example was going around, that's to the bank. The bank is still charging us or you all uh, Boldly more than that, as we can see by this, and that's it. And it's these and it's these other increases that people because there's no announcement for like when the banks increase, right? No, so not public like, really, except to the, your broker or whatever. So yeah, the Bank of Canada comes out and they say a 0.25 percent, and it's all the news and everyone talks about it. And yeah, stuff comes out about it, but then banks quietly, which is arguably why you should invest in crypto. And anyway, not going down that train. 
um, do their own thing and silently just start pushing these, well not silently, but quietly start pushing these things and these rates up. So somebody, because realistically it's a very different position if somebody came into the start of the new year and they were like, okay, I'm gonna think about buying shortly. Uh, it's January, it's just been new in the new year. I'm gonna wait until the fall, like a lot of people do. Yeah, that will cost you boldly now. Yeah. So that it's quite a huge change. And what does that do to investment homes as well in terms of ROI? Well, ROI on investment homes for the most part is, try not to swear as much, not at all good. Um, we've talked about this before. Uh, you essentially need, um, who the hell is, okay, carry on. Who is this? Doesn't matter. Your mother? No, I wouldn't have. I just would have jumped to the phone and I wouldn't have even fingered up. So who the hell was it? It was a client. Don't worry about it. Somebody vastly more important than you. You know who that is. Okay. <laughs> um, we did that a, a, a while ago. Um, little example on a 630 square foot Chinatown condo. Mm -hmm. 600 and whatever the hell it was. I don't remember. 50,000 or 600,000 or whatever it was back then, mm -hmm. you needed 50% down mm -hmm. to break even at a rent of 2,200 a month. Mm -hmm. um, now that rent is arguably the same and that condo now is worth 75 to 100 grand more than when we did that example. Mm -hmm. So it's that much worse. Um, let's call that 55% down. So that's 300 and over 300,000. Well now 350,000 cash after tax dollars as a down payment to simply not put any money in every month. So the cap rate is absolute bullshit now, in Vancouver at least, because people think, what is the bank gonna charge me, or make me put down, I can put down 5%, right? Or make me turn 10%, 20%. Mm -hmm. Even at this new rumored 35% down, you're still negative cash flow every month. So, as we've also seen, and we clearly know, as we've seen in the comments, yes, but you don't buy investment real estate in Vancouver for cash flow, you buy it for <clears throat> capital appreciation. I hate that comment. Which is a stupid comment, but it's what people have to do if they want to buy without absorbent amounts of after-tax cash to put in. So yeah. the cash flow is non-existent by many multiples now, and as these rates go up, depending how quickly the pricing comes down, it will obviously stay there. It'll probably soften a little bit because the pricing escalation is substantially more severe than the rate escalation and what it does to the, the monthlies, but it's just not a good time. I think heading is gonna get better, but right now, today, again, if you've convinced yourself that you need that capital appreciation, that's all that matters, awesome. But if you need a cash flowing investment, it's not real estate. Unless you're putting a huge amount down. Well, and on the flip side to that, I actually think that the Airbnb side of the business is actually going to get very busy because I think that's a completely different scenario. And we're talking like legit Airbnbs here. So like buildings that allow it and, and things like that, because to your point, yes, I 100% agree with you to your everyday investor who lives here and whatnot. But to that market who are looking to utilize Airbnbs who can now travel, dropping further restrictions on um, border entry antigen tests and whatnot, it's gonna blow up. Like I've been talking to a lot of people in just day-to-day -day business who are in some way connected 
with that travel and, and tourism industry, whether it's dog daycare people or travel and tourism, it's like or like holiday operators and things like that. And they're manic. They're, like, people are crazed to get out and get out and around and enjoy the world and whatnot. And so I think that side could be a really good opportunity. And I mean, in some of those crosstown properties, we were already seeing people turn over. I mean, some examples that we saw were like 60 to 80K a year in just like a one bedroom. And that was when you were purchasing these places at low to mid sixes. I mean, what that's done now in terms of price change, it's still gonna be very beneficial, especially when you look at, okay, well, if I were to rent this out full time, what does that look like? So I think that side of the investment could be really good, but I would have to agree that I don't think investment properties are the way to go in Vancouver now. That's highest and best use for an investment property, mm -hmm. as we know, and it's the most, we'll say, time or energy consuming. I think what most people want to do is put a tenant in. Forget, forget about it. Um, forget about it. Yeah, that's what Italians say. <laughs> that can be cut. Um, that cannot be cut. But that, you're either paying the cleaning crew every couple of days to go in. Um, well, they now, they now have the groups who, just like property managers, they'll take 20 to 30 percent. Of course, but that 20 to 30 percent is, is, is big. But to your point, that's the highest and best use to any property. If you can get into a building that allows it, that's where you're going to maximize with rentals for sure. So it's either going to cost you an inflated management fee or a lot more work, but that's where the money is. Yeah, so I mean, overall, I don't think, and we've been open with saying, I don't think property is the best investment right now. Um, Certainly, I, I still think the stock market holds a lot of a lot of sway, and, and again, there's that argument of uh, we're in it for the capital gains and and things like that. But the way the pricing is escalated now, you need to be in it for a long time to see the see that capital gain. And I mean, we're talking like ten, possibly fifteen years, uh, more closer to ten, I would imagine. Again, we don't have that infamous crystal ball. Had to give it back. You had it. You had your hands on it. Did have stolen. it to Fino, but they would not be happy. We're looking at condos this morning with a client in that downtown uh, three million range, and looking at history and their, or sorry, like early four millions high threes, and those a lot of them bought like 2017, 2018. They're all either broken even or underwater. Yeah. So yeah. that's five years, four to five years. So to your last point, even time in the market, like what's gonna happen with, are rates gonna continue up? What's that gonna look like without said liquidity in the market? The market will slow. And what are the next five years, 10 years? So when rates are going down, it's one thing, but when they start to go up, if that's a long-term trajectory, then it's a whole different market. Which with the way the market is, I think the rates do need to go up. It's the only fix. It is because the, it's it is the, only, the only reason. It's it's the only fix now, and then they need to start looking at density measures. Well, not then. Now they need to start looking at density measures and zoning and whatnot. But overall, to fix the curb, because this isn't just a Vancouver problem. It's well, it's not even a Canadian problem. It's like a worldwide problem. It seems at the moment. But well, it's a, yeah, in main in main major cities for sure. But yeah, this is the way that they fix it. But speaking as we were earlier, center of the earth. Mm. Australia. Australia. Their market has also turned around. 
rates are tipping up and I was talking to my buddy who's an agent in Sydney the other day, yesterday, and the slow has definitely set in. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, I imagine it, would, it, I imagine it will happen here as well. I'm already starting to sense a little bit of that as well. Nothing yep, that's definitely. like, nothing dramatic, but it's, but it's definitely, definitely the case. I taking mean, a breath. Yeah, so we shall see what that turns out to be like. And so next week, you want to talk about oil? Possibly. Possibly. Should I get excited about this? Oil in what capacity? Oil in no, stock? Yeah, of course. It turns out dividends. Not its consistency and barrels spills. coming out of goddamn OPEC or what? How deep are we gonna get? I want some research here. But you'll have to wait until next week. Or next I like week. It. I like it. We'll go from there. Okay, that's it for this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Oil stocks, right?